0: Good morning, good morning, morning. we've talked
1: the whole night through, good morning, good morning to you, good morning, good morning, it's great to stay up late, good morning,
0: good morning to you.
2: This is WPTF Radio, Crawley, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello,
3: everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll CBS News, of WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus
2: Edmiston on
3: The Weekend Gardener.
2: Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Hank Kaiser. Hi-yo, that's This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York.
3: The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam Views the News. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harriet Preston,
1: WPTF, in Raleigh, North
3: Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill, this is Bill Ellis. Ellis. This is Jimmy Cappers. For the Nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren
1: Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the Oregon and a program of Familia carols. Good
3: morning, this is Phil
2: Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTL. I'm Mike Leichman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Odell here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston,
4: that was a great introduction.
2: Everyone, great to have you with us. this. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venter's WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Garden report.
1: This is Donna Mason on 680
2: WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record balls. Good morning to you. Tom
3: Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hav Hanson.
2: I'm Arlen Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Here Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at WPTF. Yeah, uh, Gerald was talking off that you were listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Uh, Gerald Adams and Rufus Edmondson. I'm Mike Raley. Andrea Lane is up in the mountains and uh, sent us a picture of the. Uh, you your scruffy. You said it was your scruffy I It just looks it's like you're yard. in the mountains. You're you're a, look like you're way on up there. Nothing scruffy about way that. Way
0: on up there. Yeah,
2: that'd be a good place for some some day on that hillside yeah. there, and you can hear right you, okay. you, anybody <clears throat> coming to visit. You can hear them because you got a gravel driveway.
5: What what elevation yeah. are you at, Andrea? Uh, Thirty five hundred. Thirty
0: five
3: hundred. All right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's that, that's about like Boone. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> we also we're at the end of the road, so you, it's funny. We, if we do hear somebody, we generally can hear them coming up the road, especially if they don't have all wheel drive. And because it's a dirt road, yeah. And uh, and it's like it's funny because it's like, wow, what is that? And you know, we were rushing to the window. <laughs> Who's here?
2: <laughs> wow, y'all wanted to get away from things, didn't you?
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Good yes. gracious. D- does Amazon still drop off at your house?
0: They sure don't.
2: <laughs> they sure don't. So sure what's don't. uh what's the closest town? Bakersville. Bakersville. Yeah. Yeah, but did you campaign in Bakersville, River Oh, absolutely! Bakers- I love Bruce Bakersville. Pine, yeah.
0: It's okay. Spruce Pine is uh,
3: very close to, to Boone. Yeah. And w- when we lived on the a dirt road, my grandmother would say, "My nose itches. Somebody must be coming."
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay,
2: so, yeah. so uh, how close are you to Mount Mitchell? I'm.
0: Uh, not real close. I mean, not real far, but not which really close which
2: is today. so funny because it's not it's not in Mitchell County, is it? <laughs> it's not. No. Why do they do I'm that? Senior. Beaufort's yeah. not in Beaufort County, and you know. I know. Ash. Henderson's is not in Ash. In, Ash. Yeah, Henderson is not in Henderson County. So
0: it confuse us, Mike. I think well, it
2: confuses me. I don't it, anything can confuse me. So it, uh, but I just wonder about things like that. So, uh, but Gerald was talking off the air about, yeah, our 100th anniversary at WPTF is coming up next year. Wow. wow. 19, 1920, September 1924 was, um, went on the air and, uh, so, and then the next year, the 20, 25, 2025 would be my 50th anniversary. So I missed one year. If I'd come in 74, I'd, had been, um, I would have been here half, exactly half, the uh, The time the station's been on the air. Almost made it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That's still quite an accomplishment. Just a
2: few months, actually, from September to (laughs) April. I came and hired in April of 75. So,
4: yeah.
0: Any idea then that you would?
2: No, good gracious. I was scared to death. I was scared to death for most of the time I've been here, thinking I was going to get fired. So uh, that's uh, Mr. Curtis has always uh, teased me about that. He said he'd fire himself before he fired me. That's what he. Uh,
5: That's pretty high praise, Mike, That's pretty, is from really, the owner. It's really
2: high praise uh, and, and means uh, more than he knows uh, for him to say that. Yeah, But, yeah, I, I've, I've always uh, – uh, I certainly never thought I would be sitting here and, and uh, didn't even think about 2024, 2023. Yeah. Gosh, that was so far in the future. I was just a kid. I was 22 years old.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah certainly not thinking about you
2: know, i can't even remember retirement. that far back mike <laughs> I, I can Gosh. i remember the first night i was here i was i i came in and i I'd, I'd never met bart rittner and i was going to produce this show and and uh and gary Dornberg's sports line and uh here's bart i'd seen him in the newspaper and heard him for forever but i seen him in the newspaper all decked out in a suit and tie and he comes walking down a hall barefooted with cut off jeans and a T-shirt with holes in it. So, yeah, kind of an auspicious <laughs> meeting. But uh, you know, they 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 welcome me as much as they can. You know, they they didn't really all of those because uh, everybody here was a legendary figure in broadcasting in North Carolina, and so uh, they didn't they didn't offer really offer advice that often. But, and t- they tested me. But you know, I, just watching them. See, that's where I learned. I had a I had an Ivy League education in broadcasting, from just watching these guys, listening to them. See how they did their techniques, their how they handled callers. Um, there's some manu- mm-hmm. mannerisms, just things they said. It, it all also smart and articulate and and seasoned uh you know just 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 the best so yeah i'm very lucky I, i'm very lucky i didn't make any money but i'm i'm very lucky that i uh, was able to to work here you made a
3: heck a of lot of friends and a heck a of lot of difference
2: and you know basically i'm i'm very shy i'm i'm happiest i, I mean i enjoy doing this but i'm happiest uh you know just Sitting and it's hard for
5: me to believe that you're a shy. I am, very, I am very shy. I have, I have a little just, trouble with that. I, I, <laughs> I am
2: shy, but you know, I, I'm, I'm in this. Uh, you you act. I mean, I'm an. You know, I do this. I'm an actor. We're actors. Mm-hmm. Right. I used to have to try to explain that to ha- the late Hap Hanson. I said Hap, you're an actor. You're in show business.
3: Well, if you observe Mike in say a public in public.
2: He is shy. Yeah, I don't. I don't he's walk a, around. And my wife is exact opposite. not she'll a glad talk, hander. She'll talk a... to everybody in a line, and I just uh, she'll I know him. I or won't totally. talk to anybody unless <laughs> prompted. So yeah, it's it's funny how funny how you get into things. I just wanted to do this, so you know you you uh, you overcome the shyness in order to to uh, fulfill that dream or to succeed. And uh, we have made friends like Paul in Wake Forest, who's been listening to the show for a long time and calling us, and I, I know that he loves Gerald. Uh, Paul, how you doing today?
4: Hey, good morning, friends. I'm glad Gerald is there.
2: Yeah, I am too. Always glad. I
3: want
4: to fuss at him. Uh, oh, no. Don't, oh,
2: don't do that We nobody's fussed at us today, Paul.
4: Uh, my tomatoes aren't doing good, Gerald.
2: <laughs> well, I'm the, uh, sure they're not right now
5: well yeah now would be a bad time
2: uh, but but the ones you had uh this spring summer didn't do very well did they You had some disease issues last year i believe yeah
3: what what uh what uh, yeah it, they didn't do much anything but i hope this will be a better year well, that's, that's
5: what we uh, that's what us tomato growers always hope for farmers it's gonna be growers a much better team. year yeah
2: so uh, well, I think Gerald, you said yours didn't do all that great. Right? I, I did have
5: some disease issues, maybe a little more so than normal. But I think I'm wondering, Paul, if possibly that place you showed me where you're planting them, you might be getting a little low on the amount of sun that you're getting there. So.
4: That's the only- yeah.
5: I know, but I think we're going. I might can figure out a way where we can do a little better. I, I might slide you over to growing in a, 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 bring you a bigger container, a big nursery pot, to try them oh, well. in this year, and maybe we can squeeze a little I more can sun.
3: I can't be
2: mad at you. Well, well, you shouldn't be mad, Paul. It, that's just oh, take, no, That takes too down. much time. That's too much effort. As usual, uh, I, I listen every Saturday morning. Well, we're we're so glad, uh, Gerald. What what is uh, is there anything new on the disease front? Uh, any? Uh, not
5: <clears throat> not really. I mean the the problem with tomatoes is every disease in the vegetable disease kingdom seems to attack tomatoes. So you can I could do a primer, and you could follow it to the T. And if it's a bad disease pressure year, which comes particularly when we have above average rainfall in May and the first part of June. It's it's just tough, uh, and there are some things you can do to improve your odds, but it's it, you're, you're rolling the dice every year on how things oh, are no. going to to work out. I do have a couple of varieties this year that are supposed to be have some more resistance to some of the diseases, and you know I'm I, I cautious cautiously optimistic trying those to see how things go. But, Paul, we're going to work something out this year. You're either going to have good. better results with your plants, or I'm just going to bring you some tomatoes.
2: There you go. Wow. Paul, uh, well, uh, 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 uh,
3: Gerald gave me something. Was, was it was an amazing.
2: Uh, awesome. Dwarf Awesome. awesome.
3: Dwarf Awesome uh, worked very well for me in a pot. And <laughs> maybe you can talk Gerald into I I, I highly recommend it. It's not a large tomato. But it kept producing, way into mm. into the early part of October.
5: Wow! It's wow. just That's terrible when that happens. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Awesome.
2: We all
4: awesome. Keep them growing. And we you keep, keep them growing. growing.
2: You Paul, know. you take it easy, buddy. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. All right. How about you? Yeah. Oh, Paul! Paul's been—he's loyal. He is. Our listeners are loyal. Yeah, he wasn't really mad.
5: Well, he's disappointed, and well, well I get like all that too. Say <laughs> so, mo- more often than not.
2: <laughs> I need to get, uh, get uh, Craig LaHoulier on. Uh, see if we can get him on with you. And are you available in May? By May,
5: I'd be. I'm in good shape until the last week of March, and I, depending upon weather, that's when I probably will set up at the market, and I'll be there to almost mid-May, okay. at least through Mother's Day. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'll we'll uh, we'll
2: we'll see if we can schedule you in uh, later in May and get uh, Craig LaHoulier on to... the Battle
5: of the Titans. And uh, and uh, well, well, it's not a battle so no, much. No, we, no, I, no, they don't battle. I emailed back and forth with uh, uh, Craig this past week. Uh, uh, a friend of both of ours, Ralph Wisnett, passed away, hmm. uh, and he was we was checking with each other to make sure that the other one was aware of it. Uh, and uh, he's going to send me some variety. Craig has always done much more crossing and breeding and always experiment with tomatoes than I. have just never had the time and space for that. And I've always been more on the growing and let's see what we got and grow other stuff and trying to figure out better ways and more successful ways to grow on them. So we always have some really good information and uh he's always a person that provides we i find out some new varieties from him to give a try and sometimes i like them a lot and sometimes i don't so we just you know keep going from that but we have a good relationship
2: wonderful 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTF you're listening to the weekend gardener it's 10 21 listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with uh, Weekend Gardener. Boy, the time is just slipping away. Yeah. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. And uh, it's 1026. We were talking uh, uh, about... I guess in the first hour about remembering names, uh, word association, and uh, Yancey is in Cary, and uh, I, the first thing I thought of was Yancey Derringer, the the television show starring Jock Mahoney. So uh, Yancey, I'll remember. I'll remember your name. Well, I think. Thank you. Yeah. How are you? Where did you Hi. get that name?
4: Um, my mother was born in Castle County near Yanceyville. <laughs> okay how about
2: that that's a great name
4: (laughs) so yeah i got the name through there and later found out that there was other guys around that had the same first name as well
2: yeah there was a character on uh daniel boone named yancey
4: yeah so how about
2: that that's one that's a wonderful name yeah so much that's a personality in that name Uh, how can we help you yancey
4: yes i have some comments for for gerald all right
2: are you mad at him too
4: No, (coughs) not not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Um, We bought last spring a Juliet Intermediate Mini Roma Hybrid um, and was uh, very pleased with the outcome. We put it in a five-gallon bucket uh, into another five-gallon bucket that was the reservoir and had filled up with the soil and so forth, but watered it every day and uh, used fertilizer regularly. We ended up harvesting over 225 minis uh, before the weather got it. Uh, So I was very pleased and surprised with with the way it performed.
5: So Juliet is one of the hybrid tomatoes that does have some disease resistance to it. And Yancey, you are one of I don't know how many people that that's one of the first tomatoes they ask me about when they come looking plants because they year after year have success with it. One living and be producing a large quantity of tomatoes. And even though it's, you know, smallish uh, or a mini Roma type to start with, it makes up for the size and how many it produces. Exactly. And I will grow twice as many of them this year as I did last year.
2: But if you had a sandwich made out of those, you'd take
5: a bunch of them. <laughs> take a bunch of
4: them They're yeah. sure for a salad or just eating them, you know, as a snack. So, but they were real good, but I was really out, you know, pleasantly surprised on the production.
5: If you go to a larger container, bigger than 5 gallons to put it in, like say 15 gallons, You'll see that plant. The weather won't get it. You may make it all the way into September or October.
4: Yeah, we we pulled our last ones uh, about the end of September.
5: Well, that's pretty good. No, and no, no, you can't complain if you've made it that far.
4: No, it was. Uh, it did require watering every day. Even yes, the reservoir below it. Yes, it, it was really fast when it first started out. I, I remember getting Roma, but I forgot to get the mini part of it. I saw all these little ones coming. On. I said, "My gosh, the plant's not going to support a regular with tomato <laughs> with that many." But you know, it was a pleasant surprise, and I turned out to enjoyed every one of them.
3: Well, good. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, I've I've never tried one of those reservoir things. Was that on a sunny porch or a sunny patio or something like that where you put the the pot?
4: We we started out on our back deck where we get the most sun, and it just needed more support, so I moved it to the uh, out beyond, right against
2: the patio uh, deck, rather, and he used. Hey Yancey, to... hold on yeah, just a hold on just a second. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. <coughs> it's ten thirty four. Mike Rayleigh here. Uh, the man clearing his throat is Rufus Edmonston. The uh, the man to my right here is. Uh, Gerald Adams and uh, the young lady uh, up in the mountains in the holler is Andrea Lane. Andrea, before I, I do this commercial here, uh, uh, tomato, we had a, a, obviously a long discussion. What about tomatoes in, in your area? I know Craig Lahulier grows them in Hendersonville, but there's quite a difference in in elevation in Hendersonville and Bakersville.
0: Right, right. Um, people definitely grow them. I mean, you know, people everywhere Need to grow their tomatoes.
2: <laughs> so you're you're able to uh, grow them up, okay.
0: I uh, I personally am not a fan of growing tomatoes. <gasps> uh,
2: <laughs> that is that is why she was silent during that discussion. Oh my goodness! Well, you like ketchup, so don't you? I'm
0: always that's why I'm always grateful when I'm on with somebody like Gerald or Craig. Yeah. I'm like, oh great, I won't have to answer any of the tomato questions.
2: So, uh, do you like ketchup? <laughs> No. <laughs> wow, she's full-fledged. <laughs> well. It's like,
3: Andre, I, I, when the, I go I do, silent when I they do. start talking about lawns. because I, I don't care about a lawn.
2: I don't, uh, I don't much anymore either. I, I've got so many plants, I don't have a lawn. In fact, well, if somebody were to walk by my, my yard right now, they'd wonder, is this guy the weekend gardener?
3: <laughs> well, let me answer the question for Andre about tomatoes growing in the mountains. They grow like crazy in the mountains. Because they got a, a, yeah. a
2: slow-growing, but season. she doesn't want to accept that.
3: And they are just wonderful. My mother grew. <laughs> we we were back in the days of better boy, a better girl, and I noticed those are coming back, Gerald.
5: Yes, there's a better boy plus now that I'll be growing this year for the first time. That's supposed to have some improvements. Yes. We'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, the the mountains it. it It's two-sided. One, you have a shorter growing season because, you know, the frosts carry on later and start sooner. But there are, generally speaking, less fungal diseases because the humidity is not as bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, And the temperatures are not as hot. So you may have a shorter season, but you may have less disease. So that kind of
2: works out. That's what Craig says. Mm -hmm. we'll be uh yancey we'll be right back to you don't uh don't ignore warning lights on the dashboard and boy i'll tell you that that's a a real fear if you get a some pop-up like that especially if you're on a trip that could lead to serious problems a valuable tip provided by king's auto service they're so smart over there your check engine light and the other dashboard lights and there are a lot of them are uh, really can tell you about a problem uh, with your car, or something that's uh, cropped up a sensor. Gerald and I were just talking about uh, sensors uh, on vehicles and computers. Now, this could be as simple as a, a loose gas cap. You know that uh, you, you you'll get a check engine light if you don't close the the gas cap well, or uh, maybe a serious misfire. Maybe your maybe your catalytic converter is acting up, or you're you're trying to use. Uh, you know, 87 grade gasoline in a car that has to have 91, things like that. For uh, those of you who uh, want to take care of this, a uh, problem before it happens, go to King's Auto Service. They can immediately diagnose a problem if you have warning lights come on, or if you can describe the problem. For goodness' sake, they are so. As I said, they're so smart over there. For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle. You have certified hybrid technicians at King's that are ready to diagnose and give you available options for that high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for a replacement. This usually occurs around 150,000 miles. Call King's today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Yancey, back to you and your uh, tomato problems. Not
5: uh, problems, Ed. Good
2: that's news. Right, that's right. That's right. Good news. I'm so used to <laughs> yeah, tomato problems. You. So uh, carry on, sir.
4: Yeah, uh, Rufus was asking about how I, where I had it placed, and it did start out on the deck. But we had to move it to the ground level and then use the decorating to support all the growth. So, uh, but it did stay in the sunshine. And it was yeah, well, that was
3: a thats one of the advantages of having growing in a pot. You can move it where you need to. And by the way, a good friend of mine in Caswell County is Lee Farmer. I'm—I'm I'm sure he's a very fine attorney there in Yanceyville. Uh, are you—are you in Caswell now? Yancey, no, no, Nison nice really Carey. Yeah, well, I think you said your mother grew up in. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Caswell County.
2: Yeah, very historic yeah. county. Yeah, that's okay. That's, and very pretty, pretty s- driving up to Danville, Virginia.
5: So Yancey, if you're looking to try a bigger Roma as well this year, remember the name San Marzano. Wow. That that I I'm not gonna swear that it's as disease-free as Juliet. But it's probably the most, I'll have, I don't know, four or five Romas this year. It's probably the number one selling Roma because of the flavor. And it's a traditional okay. size Roma fruit.
4: Okay. Sounds good. Well, I'll be back to see you in the spring for some more menus anyway.
5: <laughs> okay. And I've got, my website now has the this year's grow list up even. And I had a friend text <laughs> Text me a while ago. He didn't see Cours de Boo on the list, but I will be growing that this year. And Delicious is one of his favorites. I do have that on the list. Uh, this year, and I, I will be growing this a giant red beefsteak.
2: And your website is
5: GeraldAndHenry'sPlants.com. And Henry, you need to get ready. We got some work to do in the greenhouse.
2: Henry's the grandson.
5: and yeah.
3: Lure sounds like the name of a song. The
2: yeah. unsuspecting grandson.
5: Yes, well, he's three and a half years old. It's time
2: to do some work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Salt mine time for Henry. Yeah, see, I appreciate you calling.
4: Oh, sure, thanks. Yes,
2: yeah, sir. He well, thank called, you. Call us back now. Yes, right, sir. We'll see you.
3: Way, I'd love to hear from J.C. Knowles, wouldn't you, Mike?
2: We'd always love to hear from J.C. Knowles. Uh, he has an open invitation. Big, Big John Ruth. Uh, Big John where Ruth? Where are you, Big John? Big John, he's he's cutting deals. John <laughs> John is a deal cutter. Now, you're talking about somebody exact opposite from me in, in the realm of uh, shyness. <laughs> John has never met anybody. He John knows everybody. Well, you can go anywhere in the state with John Ruth. And he knows them
3: from a, a lady working at a, a grocery line taking up money. Yeah. Or
2: somebody walking down the street with a suit on going to court. Yeah. John knows them. He does. And, he, and he's smart enough that he never went into politics. He just <laughs> Absolutely. associates. He's like me, just associates with them. He he likes that microphone. <laughs> he does. Big John Ruth. Beach music. He's in the Beach Music Hall of Fame. And uh, Mike
3: Raley's in the North Carolina.
2: Broadcasters
3: uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I, uh, I I sat there and watched it happen. He sure did. I don't think it, it set he, set in on you. Until and you started it was you over. started
2: eating your dessert first, didn't you? Yeah. Now we had we were out at the Angus barn. We had we had a meal. Gerald, I'm sorry. I I, I would love to have. I tried to figure out some way. They gave us a table of ten. <laughs> well, that wouldn't many, and, and many people. I couldn't. Uh, I, I wanted to ask. I really wanted to ask the the people on this show to be there. I did have a couple: Tom, Tom Campbell, and and uh, who nominated me, and uh, Jer- and uh, Rufus. But
5: uh, well, that's quite all right, Mike. You, yeah. as you can see, well, you were I don't miss spirit. out many eating opportunities. You were you
2: were. Uh, you were you know, my speech of tears. <laughs> uh, well, you would have been entertained by Mick Mixon, who was also a part of that class, and and Bill Leslie, and uh, a w- good Carolina w- man there, Wanda Stark, and uh, from so long at uh, WXIA in Winston Salem. Yeah, that was a, that was quite a. I mean, I figured. Uh, I, I think I've said that. I, I thought that they had just gotten down to the bottom of the barrel for. Oh, for no. people to go into that thing, and then I saw Bill Leslie and and Mick Mix, and I said, "Well, how about that?" <clears throat> yeah. So um, let's go to Diane. Diane, good morning. You're on WPTF.
1: Good morning. I have a question about Daphne plant. <laughs> um, I have heard, you know, you all mention that it's difficult to grow, but I did put one a few years ago in a pot and every winter enjoyed it so much with that little pink flower and in the summer the beautiful leaves but unfortunately this last heavy frost that we had oh goodness I looked out and every single leaf turned black and dropped off. So,
5: Was that the freeze I, night where it got 10
2: 12 degrees?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah I should have known better but it just
2: We've never talked about the susceptibility of of cold weather for well days. The
5: cold traditionally doesn't get them, but when you're in a container, yeah. that root ball not being in the ground, You'd get anything gets much colder and more suspect. And there are lots of plants that normally. You wouldn't think would get killed by cold weather, planted in the ground. If they're in a container, all of a sudden that can become an issue.
4: Is
2: there any way to prevent that? Uh, I mean, besides, uh, I guess, covering. But even with temperatures like that, covering it.
5: Tend's a whole new issue for us here. I mean, you could have wrapped quilts, you know, or moving blankets Mm -hmm. around it, and that might would have helped. And and quite frankly, I would have probably told you pull it in the garage or or something like that that for a night or two. That's
0: what I should
5: have done. For for a night or two. And also
0: watering. Watering
1: a container
5: plant before the cold. Wet wet soil holds more warmth in there.
1: So what I have now are just the branches with the little blossom at the end.
5: Well, you may keep right on uh, looking after the plant. Like You may just have had where it knocked the leaves out, the root ball still has life in it, and you may get it to branch back out. So don't give up on it no, just yet. No, not yeah. Okay.
0: absolutely not. Yeah, give it some time.
5: You, and you keep on whatever you watering or whatever you do to it, you keep on just like it looks happy and maybe it will get back happy.
0: Oh,
1: that's wonderful. That that was my question. Well, do you think it has a chance? Yeah,
5: if so. you see any signs of life yeah. on it now, I've quite frank, I can we I had distillium shrubs on campus where the top third of the leaves it just turned them, you know, almost black, but I know the plant's going to grow, but I may have some tid uh, tip damage. I may have to trim a little off of them, but the plants are not dead. They're going to come right back out of it.
0: Oh, that's good news. <laughs> Thank <laughs> and you very much. because Daphne's enjoy well-draining soil, containers are often the best yeah. place to put them. So, Yes.
1: I that's what I've heard uh, on your program. So, that's why I put it in a container,
0: and <laughs> I've been so but, pleased with it. And,
5: and just remember <laughs> that the only downside to the container, if you keep it happy and you get a number of years in it, you need to keep an eye on it getting root-bound because there could come the time when you need to go to a slightly larger uh, uh-huh. container. But that's do a good think, problem to have with a Daphne.
1: <laughs> do you think um, I should do that now, or would that upset
5: I wouldn't, probably wouldn't right now. I I would wait to see if it comes back and how it's growing. A lot of it has to do with what size container you have have in it now and how physically big the plant is. Uh Uh, So not knowing that is hard for me to tell you, but I certainly wouldn't do anything to disturb it now as you're hoping that it's going to
2: reestablish.
1: Okay. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks very much for calling us, Diane. Yep.
1: Bye-bye.
2: Have a nice day. Please call us again. Andrea, I love to hear good
3: stories about Daphne. Yes, yeah,
2: yeah, always, <clears throat> Andrea. No, that that's uh, something y'all have to. Do y'all grow plants in containers in the mountains, and and what do? You, how do you protect them?
0: <clears throat> well, I um I, I knew the answer to that question because I had just researched it myself before that cold snap. I do grow uh, a a few things: hookeras, coral bells, mm-hmm. and hostas on my uh, deck because it is a covered deck. And it gets morning sun. But the it, but because it's covered, it, you know, I have found that I I can't really grow things that um, w- you would typically, you know, grow in morning, that would enjoy morning sun. Things that bloom a lot um, don't do as well. So I try to grow their, the things that do well in shade. And uh, so I have about several, six or seven containers. And I wrapped them in bubble wrap. Um, before the winter, huh. and I move them up against the house um, in a you know where they just get a little slight protection from wind, and and I I keep an eye on the you know the forecast and make sure that I water them before the temperatures gonna drop, and they, so far so good.
3: Well, Andrea, before you went to the mountains, you had not much of an idea what what the changes would be, did you? So you're
2: you're having to learn.
6: Clueless,
2: clueless. Yep. <laughs> How, how similar?
0: things that first year on my terrace.
2: How similar? Now, you, you grew up in Pennsylvania, didn't you? How, I grew
0: how, up on Long Island.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty far and north. And then I lived
0: in Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, so how, Pennsylvania.
2: how do these growing conditions compare to growing things up up in Pennsylvania and well, Long as, Island?
0: You know, the, my, the hardiness zone is similar, mm-hmm. uh, being a six rather right. than the seven you have in, in the triangle area. So I'm trying to remember some, but I was a less sophisticated gardener back when I lived in on Long Island and uh, in Pennsylvania. That was before my master gardener training. When I became a more sophisticated gardener, I started to know too much.
2: I've always yeah. wanted to take a <laughs> course in sophistication. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. but I haven't found one yet at uh, Wake Tech or, or uh, any of the. Yeah, the places around. So I'll have time um, continue looking. Uh, Rose Rhodes, the author and grower of everything, is uh, with us from Princeton, North Carolina, this morning. Ms. Rhodes, how are you today?
6: I am just perfect.
2: Uh, well, that's <laughs> great. <know> that? <laughs> I'm glad to hear that.
6: Now everything's great around here. Mm. And my talking about my book. This one guy taught from my book at, at, at a place in Goldsboro that, you know about a month ago. So I thought that was interesting.
2: <laughs> now, tell us more about this now.
6: You know, you said something about I, 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 I you,
2: yeah, about your book. And who taught
6: this? It was a guy that, I can't say, his name is Eddie, but I forgot his last name. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. And he taught from that at a, a class in Goldsboro.
2: Like at a, uh, yeah, a Master Gardener class? Or, or what?
6: Huh. Oh, know, that,
4: that, that's
2: an honor. Yeah, that's a great a honor.
6: over there at Goldsboro now. So anyway, I thought that was an honor for me. If I need an honor,
2: well, you're an honorable person, and uh, yeah, you you are obviously uh, have been honored.
6: But I'm definitely not sophisticated. How's that?
2: Well, that's all right. That's right. That is not a requirement to be on this show. I that's guarantee you. Since the host is not.
6: But I did want to tell you about the, the nandinas. How beautiful they are this year.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear something about the often maligned uh, nandatas because Rufus likes them too. Got them
3: all over know. the place. They're at least uh,
2: – Well, you have to. If you um, got one, you're going to eventually have them all yeah. over the place. Seem to have a little more color to them this year. That's right. And, and they are
3: formerly a, a bamboo. Mm-hmm. Well, heavenly bamboo, at least. I, I know that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. Is that a bamboo, Gerald? Well, <laughs> <and the laughs> fifth cousin. <laughs>
2: and the birds love them. They have some attributes. <laughs> so Plant Propagation, a Primer, is Rose Rhodes' book. Uh, I'm just looking at it here on Amazon. Very yeah, reasonably priced. Good. And tell us, what what is in this book?
6: Well, um, it, I, put, I listed the plants that I have in my yard from A to Z. And how I got those plants, I was a friend of the Arboretum, and Dr. Ralston would let me take all kinds of cuttings. And so everything, almost in my yard, came from the arboretum.
4: Oh.
6: As rooted I rooted them, you know. And so
2: it's just. Been but a you, fun you, time. you were given these. You didn't go in there under the dark. You went in there at night. You didn't making go those in there scuttings. with a flashlight I a and take a thing at night. All right, All right. All right. I just want to <laughs> check. When
6: I was going there, though, people would go in at night and steal the cedars.
2: <laughs> steal the time. cedars? Oh. Oh. I never heard of such a thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sounds like a fraternity prank
6: it's a it's
2: a <laughs> yeah. well it's it's a wonderful book and and uh you know it teaches teaches people a lot of it. and plant propagation is well, it, thank you, it, you know, sharing plants uh, with uh your neighbors and uh growing them it's you know it's co- certainly cost effective to do that and makes you work your brain and it's a good mm-hmm. hobby and and all of that Gerald does a lot of that
6: it even keep you trim <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah, I suppose you got to move a little faster than that's right. Yeah, to, Rose, uh, I had
3: a lot, of, a lot of left with the begonias last year, just playing around with them and uh, using your methods, root them in water. And,
2: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's cool. mighty easy. Sit, uh, set something in a in a little jar up of water up on the window seal. That's old fashioned. It sure works. We're so glad you called, and I hope uh, more people will buy your book.
6: Well, thank you. That, that's really nice of you. Yeah.
2: Well, it's nice I, of you to call.
6: I wanted to tell you about the uh, what you can do with the nandina. Yeah. The berries were so large this year. Some of them fell off the onto the ground. They were so heavy with berries. Wow. So I picked up this huge my branch, or I guess a stem of berries, and I put it in a clear uh, clear cylinder. And I put five Harry Louder's walking sticks in it. And it makes a wonderful arrangement.
4: I love Harry. I have
2: a big big Harry Louder walking stick in my yard. And I uh, I love it.
6: But now that was something that I could not propagate except by stooling.
2: Well, well you Harry know Harry Louder. Harry Louder was a uh, was a comedian, so I bet uh, he's he's put a hex on it. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> he could have. That's the uh Filbert That's tree. right.
6: Coralist. Cor- Cor-
2: and uh, the from Great Britain, uh, Harry Louder was a, a British World War Two comedian, and he used a, a walking stick made from the filbert. Uh, it was contorted. Okay. And that's, uh, yeah, if you put one in your yard, uh, it, folks listening there, they're so interesting looking to me.
3: Yeah, I call it the crooked stick.
2: Yeah, the, the Halloween plant. Yes, the Halloween truck. My, my
6: grandchildren called it the scary plant. Yeah, it
2: is. I mean, you can decorate <laughs> it when the leaves come off, but it is ca- you can make it real scary. De- decorate it for Halloween, especially.
6: So. It's a wonderful plant to have.
2: I love them. <laughs> I love them. So, Rose, Rose, have you ever heard of a
3: orange peel plant? A what now? Orange peel. The, the uh,
6: no.
2: The, I've heard uh, of mock orange.
6: Oh, I have the mock orange. No, it's though.
3: not. It's it's uh, Gerald. It's it, it's a shrub that grows about four or five feet tall. And the, the bloom looks like an orange peel. Man. And sort of smells that way. How about I that? I'm going to try to propagate that.
2: All right. Well, give us a report th- on this that. This
3: spring.
6: Yeah, that sounds wonderful.
2: Orange yeah.
3: peel. Yeah. I don't know what the real name
2: is. Uh. Mm. Well, Rose, thank you very much again, and, and have a wonderful weekend. We look forward to hearing from you anytime.
6: Thank you. Thanks for having me
2: on. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Don is in Clayton. Don, good morning.
7: <clears throat> uh good morning enjoy your show thank that's you Don question. yes sir uh when is the annual uh blueberry trimming uh seminar going on
2: oh you know that's something they they have at the 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 station the the ncda station between Clayton and garner is that what you, is that of what you speak? so
7: what you yeah they have it every year uh, a bunch of people go out and learn how to you know uh prune blueberry bushes yeah
2: you know i i think what you should do i, I know the folks at uh, in smithfield the johnson county extension service participate in that quite often i know when roy lewis was was with us he uh, he did too i would okay. call the uh, extension service on monday and uh, ask see if you can okay. get a schedule of that i do not have that okay but right. a lot of people are interested in in pruning demonstrations do you, you grow a lot of? Now's the time. Yes. Do you grow a lot of blueberries, Don?
7: Well, that's my plan. I've had three bushes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And you want more, so and want you to want to take care trees, of them.
7: Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my second question was lantana, am egg, lantana? And all you know right now, uh-huh. you know, the old last year's growth. You want to?
5: You want to prune them? Yeah. Leave a little bit of a stub. Don't come cut it completely to the ground. I, I like uh-huh. to leave about six inches or so. About six inches. Uh, Depends a little bit on how old it is, on how it's coming back. But I never flatten them to the ground. I just leave, you know, six, seven, eight inches. uh, And that's a pretty reliable uh, repeat one there. I I think it, Miss Huff, are two of the best for for coming back and parentalizing. Right.
7: Okay. All right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you very much. And uh, Uh prune your roses. You can uh, prune your roses down to about knee-high now, and uh, that's that's something you can prune. People love to prune things, which, uh, you know, you're kind of cleaning up your, your <laughs> landscape. Have you pruned your roses, Rufus? No, that, that's coming next week. Yeah, I, I didn't even – I only I think I only have one rose now, and that's that um, tequila sunrise that does so well. And I, I didn't even trim it down to waist-high like Ann would – would normally tell us in November, so uh, I, I've really got some, I, some I long stalks.
3: Nine, he was uh, sunrise about shoulder down, oh, to the yeah. shoulder, and I, sometimes on knockouts, I did let them go, Gerald. It, you, it,
5: you can let knockouts though; they're going to get bigger, and if you never cut them back, sometime the knockouts will get a little leggy. You won't have much bloom the first two feet. If on hybrid teas and of floors, I tell people half is a good place to look at cut half of it back yeah. but it depends on the age and all that one of the, i think the biggest got a little less than a minute of waiting to nail you can already see the red little buds starting to swell on the outside yeah. of the stem where it's going to be a new stem and that can show you the best place to cut because you want that where you cut to grow out not back through the middle
2: all right and uh yeah you know a lot of things you can you can be doing out there with uh your landscape uh, my uh Encorezeas are still blooming. Yes, I mean it's just crazy that they just they give so much. I oh, just love Encorezeas. We, Andrea, thank you so much for joining us, and um, may I uh, try and me. try and schedule you again in, in February or March?
0: Uh, yes,
2: you may. All right, you have a wonderful weekend.
0: All right, you
5: too. Thank you,
2: Bye-bye, Gerald. Everybody. Thank you, buddy. Your your website again.
5: Gerald and Henry's plants.com.
2: Brother Rufus, we'll see you next week, my friend. That's a big 10 We'll see you, Jason. We love everybody. Bye.